Pressure coming, pressure coming, and he's sacked again at the four-yard line. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Another sack by Shaq Barrett. He's got three today. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Caught! Touchdown! Tampa Bay! Oh, Jay Howard! Fire them, Candace! What a play! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Casey Phillips here, joined by wide receiver Scotty Miller. Scotty, thanks for being with me. Yep, thanks for having me, Casey. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun to talk to you because I feel like this year in particular, you have just gotten to explode in terms of popularity and people knowing who you are and all of that. And I just feel like this has to have been such a fun experience for you. Is that, is that kind of how you feel? Yeah, I think it's been a good, good start to the year so far. Um, it's been fun, obviously with the new teammates and and Brady and and Gronk, we've had a, a lot more fans and a lot more people know who I am because of them coming here, but it's been fun. It's been a good start. Um, so yeah, it's been good. Well, I know we're going to talk about, uh, who you are as a person, as a player. We're going to get into the whole offense, the team overall first. Uh, we got to talk a little bit though about that Chicago game, which I know did not go how you guys uh, planned uh, for you. I guess we, we can start the fact that you're, you're a Chicago kid. This was going home for you. Was, was that a, a cool experience? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I wasn't a Bears fan growing up, but obviously living in Chicago and everyone else is, um, so I grew up, you know, that's the game on TV every Sunday. So watching their games every week um, and stuff like that. And just I'm just going to Soldier Field probably four or five times, um, you know, never really knowing or thinking that I could actually be on that field competing at, at this level. Um, so it was just a really cool experience to be back. I wish, obviously, my family, friends could have been there. Um, but it is what it is, and it was uh, it was fun. It was a good experience. Um, obviously, wish, wish things could have gone diff- uh, a little bit differently. Could have got the win. But um, – and saying that it was it was fun just being back home. So if you weren't a Bears fan, who were you a fan of? I was a, a Cowboy. Cowboys was like the the team that I was the most fan of. That's because my dad was a Cowboy fan, so I really didn't have much of a choice growing up. Um, so yeah, I was a Cowboy fan. I was gonna say I figured you were just this this bandwagon fan, but if if your dad was a fan and you inherited it, <laughs> we'll we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, he he was the he was probably the bandwagon fan back in the day when they were winning all the Super Bowls. So. Um, yeah, and then I had no choice, like I said. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, you talked about the fact that your your friends and family couldn't be there. I, I feel like this is definitely one of those road trips that, for you, um, the COVID effect was probably felt more than anything. So um, take us through just a little bit of how different road trips are for you guys now, and then maybe particularly one like this that was a night game where normally you'd, you'd kind of have that whole day um, with a little bit more freedom, potentially, of, of what you could have done. So how, how different has that felt? Yeah, um, COVID's make makes uh has made things totally different than than last year than normally is um using my family my parents come to like all the games a home or away they try to come to as many as they can so i'll usually always see them at the hotel or like i'll go out to eat with them in whatever city we're in uh so it's really fun and it's a cool dynamic so i can i can see them because obviously during the year i don't get to spend too much time with them and then this year was i mean this last this last week was really different for me because I would have had, like you said, it was a night game. I could have potentially went home because I live like 30 minutes from the hotel. So I could have went home, spent some time with my family, maybe seen uh, some friends, stuff like that. Uh, so it's really different. Um, we're not even really allowed to go outside the hotel, so I couldn't really see the city. Um, 
So yeah, but it was uh, it's just a different year, and we just gotta we have really no choice. So we just gotta enjoy chilling in the hotel with the, with our teammates. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it's probably even more important than normal that you like your teammates this year because you're basically stuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> you got no choice to talk to anybody else, so you better get along with them. <laughs> That's so true. Um, for you, I know that uh, physically you you had some injury stuff going into the game. So how did you end up actually feeling during the Bears game? I felt pretty good. I felt fine. Um, been dealing with some stuff like you said but um just been fighting through it the the training staff and and everybody that helps out with that type of stuff has been great just getting me ready getting me healthy along with uh i mean we got a bunch of guys that are banged up like every team is i mean that's everyone's going to deal with stuff throughout the year it's not football is a violent sport so it's tough but uh yeah i felt fine um I felt good out there. It's just something I got to stay on top of. You know, I mean, all fast guys deal with, with uh, soft tissue type of stuff in their legs. So um, just got to keep working, working through it. I love it. Basically, even with an injury, it just lets you humble brag about your speed. I love that. You're like, I'm too fast for my soft tissue. That's, that's the situation. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's, uh, I don't know if it's much of a good thing, though, especially last year. I missed about like six games. So I got <laughs> to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, we just got to get your soft tissue to catch up. You're just too fast yes. for it. That's what it is. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are, what are the challenges of when, you know, you didn't really get to practice all week and then it was already a short week. Um, what are the challenges of that for, for guys like you that when you, when you miss a lot of time uh, during the week to be able to then still try to step in and play? Yeah, it's difficult because um, I like to just stay sharp in what I do, you know, catching the ball full speed. Um, I like to do it as much as I possibly can because catching those deep balls in the game isn't uh, – it's, it's tough if you're not doing it every day in practice, you know. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing really, just staying sharp, you know, keeping that connection with, with Tom and with the whole offense, getting on the same page with everybody. Um we have different plays put in every week, so just making sure I know exactly what I'm doing on those, and I'm, and I know exactly all the different reads that I got to make. So, so those are those are the biggest things. So hopefully this week I can I can be back out there practice, um, sharpen up, and be and be ready for uh, a big game on Sunday against the Packers. We're talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller, and I mean, you guys, there were so many injuries going into that game, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, it was basically just it was all these pass catchers. I mean, to look at practice and see that. You know, Mike, Chris, you, Jay Watt are all sitting out. And it's like, oh, good, yeah, top four wide receivers. That's not important. We don't, we don't need those guys or anything. And then, and then we already had OJ out, and it just, it was. I, I can't imagine how crazy that was. Um, that week preparing for a game, and especially not knowing exactly how many of you guys were going to be in or out. How does that affect you know the game plan and just as you guys prepare when there are that many injuries that are concentrated in one particular part of the game? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's difficult. But I will say that, like, we have a bunch of other good receivers that stepped up. Tyler stepped up big time uh, on Thursday night. Mickens had a couple catches. Ciro played well while he was in there. So, I mean, having those guys ready to go is great. And those guys are relatively healthy or healthier than us right now. Um, so we got a deep group, and we know when any we know anybody could step in and, and do a great job. Um, but for the coaches, I'm sure it's difficult because they don't know exactly who's going to play. So, um, you know, you're probably going to call a little different play if I'm in compared to, you know, Tyler, Mick, we're all so different and we, we, we're good at different things. We're not good at certain things, you know, so it makes it difficult for them, but I think they did a good job just being ready to adjust, um, and adapt to whoever's, whoever's ready to play. And is there effect like chemistry wise, we'll hear that if maybe some offensive linemen are hurt, that that can be challenging for them because they get so used to playing right beside that same person. And there's a lot of that chemistry there. Is there anything to that in terms of 
for you guys as wide receivers or pass catchers or overall that if it matters to you who else is out there with you running routes or are you guys separate enough in what you're doing that it doesn't really matter? Yeah, um, that's maybe a little bit, but we're, I mean, we're pretty separated, so it doesn't matter too much. And we've also worked in camp so much together. So like we know how, how each of us work, you know, we know how fast the other guy is, you know, so if one of us get impressed, you know, we know if we got to give someone time or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not that big of a deal for us. And then unfortunately in that game, we saw the, the next injury was Vita Vea, who's going to be out. Um, you know, for you guys, what was the reaction when you saw him go down and just what has he meant to this team? I know he's not on your side of the ball, but um, what is, what has he meant and what do you see that he brings to the defense? Yeah. I mean, first of all, prayers up to him. That was a rough injury for him. So hopefully he can recover quickly, but he means so much to this team, just the energy he brings, just the type of guy he is his character. Um, just such a happy guy and, um, you know, just brings the best out of everybody around him. So, and, and then all the work he's put in this off season, you know, on his body and, and on his craft. So, uh, I think he was having a great year and one of the, I think he's one of the best nose tackles really in the league so far. Um, so for that to happen is just, I mean, it's awful. It stinks, but it's the game of football and I'm sure he'll bounce back and the bounce back will be better than, you know, than he was this year. So, um, I'll be praying for him, and hopefully he can uh, recover quickly. And then, yeah, same same thing with OJ. Um, what had he been bringing to the offense, and where had you seen him maybe even from last year to this year be growing and, you know, why it was particularly sad for him to go down when he did this year? Yeah, that was another tough one. Um, he had been doing so well. I think he was ready to have a big year, breakout year um, this year. Uh, be recognized really as one of the better better tight ends in the league because he has that ability and, and he is one of the most talented guys in the league. Um, and I think the biggest thing, I think Tom and him have done such a good job working together and Tom has, you know, given him little things to work on and he's taken it in stride and, and worked on those little things and just being relaxed in his routes um, and just going out there and being who he is. He's, like I said, one of the most talented, one of the toughest tight ends to guard. Um, so he's really, he was really just being him and doing a great job catching the ball. Um, so that's too bad, but knowing him, he's going to come back even, even better, even stronger, uh, next year. And now you, you do have that extra time. It's, it's where the bad part of a Thursday night game is the short week before, but then you almost get like a little mini buy yeah. afterward. Um, what are the biggest ways you feel like you guys need to take advantage of that this week? Yeah, that's that's big. That, that's key having those extra couple of days. And for us, it's going to be just getting guys healthy. These extra three days this weekend were so so nice for us just to get off our feet. Um, it's been a rough rough start as far as health goes. Like we've talked about, everyone's just a little bit banged up. So every single day that you can get um, helps out. So that's the biggest thing. And then we'll be fresh, you know, tomorrow and the rest of the week to go into practice um, and get get uh, get everybody get everybody going again. And then we have our Hooters hot question of the day uh, was what did you guys learn from that game in particular that you think you can carry forward to help you the rest of the season? Uh, biggest thing is we can't beat ourselves. Penalties. We killed ourselves with penalties. Uh, we just got done watching the tape and like every third down was at, at a minimum third and 10, you know, we were like third and 30, third and 20, third and 25. So, I mean, no team, no matter how much talent you get, you're not going to, it's very tough to convert third and 20 plus I mean that's almost impossible in this league um so we just can't beat ourselves we gotta play smart football and if we put ourselves in good positions um we got the guys and, and the coaches will call the plays and we'll it will be very difficult to stop absolutely all right well we're gonna have more coming up here on Buccaneers total access with wide receiver Scotty Miller brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters this is Buccaneers Radio 
Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Casey Phillips here talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller. And you know, earlier on in the show, you brought up. Uh, just all the added attention, thanks to guys like Brady and Gronk joining the team. And um, I just I wanted to hear a little bit about, for you, your experience with all those revelations this offseason and, and when you basically found out about Brady coming to the team and, and your earliest uh, thoughts and impressions when you found out that was happening. Um, yeah, when I, when I first found out, just extremely excited. Just couldn't really believe it that I was going to be playing with him alongside of him. Um, so that, that was crazy. You know, just watching him growing up all those years, and he's the greatest to ever play this game. So just really blessed and fortunate to get the opportunity to learn from him and play with him. Um, and then when Gronk came, that was exciting because I had heard, I mean, everyone knows, you know, the kind of guy he is and the energy he can bring to the locker room. So everyone was excited um, to get him, him in here and knowing that he still has got a lot left in the tank. Um, so really just super excited. I mean, my phone probably blew up more when, when uh, Tom – when Tom uh, announced he was coming here, then when I got drafted here, so uh, so yeah, it was pretty cool, and it was uh, it was a fun time. Were you were you a little offended by that? Like, hey, family, a, friends, a little, come on. A little bit, yeah, a little, absolutely. I was like, <laughs> it's crazy. You're like me versus Tom Brady. Obviously, I'm the bigger deal here. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's funny because my next question was going to be about what your friends or family said whenever they they noticed. It sounds like they were rather excited. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they were, they were pumped. I got a bunch of friends that were Patriot fans growing up. Um, even I was a, I was a Patriot fan just because I liked, I liked watching Tom and, and him and his receivers, you know, do what they do and be so great. Um, so they, everyone was super excited. Now all of a sudden everyone wants to, you know, get tickets to come down to games and, you know, do all that. So it's just such a difference, uh, a guy like that can make. That's pretty funny. And um, are you a guy that enjoys the added attention and spotlight of it? And, I mean, you know, you guys are about to have a whole lot of primetime games coming up. Or for you, is, is that not really a factor? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I love uh, interacting with the fans, having fans, stuff like that. Um, I love when the stadium's packed. Obviously, this year that's a little different. But if, we, if COVID weren't around, I'm sure it'd be, the atmosphere would be electric. Um, so that definitely that that's nice to have. Um, so yeah, but I mean, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You have a good game, everyone loves you, you know, because everyone's watching. But then you have a bad game, and you you know you look on Twitter, and it's not going to be looking so good for you. So it's good and bad, but you can't pay too much attention to it um, because you know fans are going to like you sometimes, sometimes they're going to hate you at other times, you know. So um, it is what it is. You just got to keep keep playing your best. Are you now the guy that gets a lot of tweets about people angry about their fantasy situation with you? Yeah, yeah, I am. Last, last the Chicago game, people weren't weren't too happy with me. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I went through some of my DMs. wasn't It wasn't too great. Um, but like I said, it is what it is. I, I get it. Uh, my family members play fantasy too. I play fantasy in, in uh, college and stuff like that. So I get it. Um, but you know, sometimes they they like me against. Uh, However, we played last the Chargers, but didn't like me so much this week. So I uh, just got to take it week by week. So I got to know if your friends and family are playing fantasy, do they all draft you or not? And if so, how, how do you feel about this? Do you get upset with them if they haven't drafted you? Yeah, no, no, I don't. I try not to care about like paying much attention at all. My family actually like, has a league themselves, though. They're all in like the same league with, you know, my, my wife started it and, all my sister's boyfriends are in it. It's like 10, 12 of them. My wife drafted me 
first her with her first pick. You know, so she's always on me if I'm not getting the ball, making plays uh, for her team. But uh, but yeah, so it's all good. Yeah, that's some unconditional love right there, drafting you first round. I mean, that's that's, that's a sign of a good marriage you have there. That's right. I think so. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, you know, looking back at when when Brady first came, and you know, you guys got to do those Berkeley prep workouts and um, just some of those early conversations and times that you had with him uh what were those like and and how were you able to use all that time to grow the chemistry that became really evident really quickly that you guys had yeah I think those workouts were huge uh, for our development specifically me and him and all the other receivers and tight ends that were there and stuff like that um I mean we put in a lot of work we were there like two or three times a week for like two or three months so we were doing we were doing a lot we were working hard um and I just got to learn a lot from him. He had, you know, put little nuggets in, in my head about other receivers that he worked with um, and little tools that I can use to help my game. Um, so really just tried to work on all those stuff that, that he gave me. And I think I just became a lot better of a player just in those couple months just working with him. Um, and I think we really developed a connection. You know, he, he knew exactly how fast I was and, you know, the deep ball we could be able to connect on as we got going. And I think we've got to show that a little bit um, this year. Um, so I think it was good. I think that's key for him to, for him to make the commitment to come down um, and work with us. What were some of those areas of your game or tools or things that he was, was talking to you about? I mean, you know, we're not going to have you give away any of the, the trade secrets here, but what maybe some yeah. of the, the areas of your game in particular he was speaking to? Yeah, um, I think, you know, just being relaxed out there with just and just using my speed to, to its full advantage um, every time making the de- making the defensive back uh, think I'm going deep, you know, whether that be just my arm drive, um, just giving, a, giving the DB no, no little thing he can use to know that I'm about to shut down and break on an in route or a stop route or whatever it may be. Um, so it's little stuff like that and a bunch of different things that he, he really helped me with. Um, and he just has so much knowledge. He's worked with so many different guys. Um, that you really just want to pick up on anything, uh, anything that he has to offer. We're talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller here. And, you know, we hear so much about the wide receiver QB chemistry and that that takes time. Um, how long do you feel like it took you and Brady? And are, are you 100% there yet? Or how much more would there maybe still be to be growing in that area? Yeah, I think it's a work in progress every single day. Um, I don't think you're ever going to get – you can always get better. Um, so I think it's uh, – I think it's getting better every day. I think it's, I think it is pretty good. Um, I think he, you know, knows where I'm going to be. I think we connect on throws. Um, whenever, whenever he throws it to me, I think we have a pretty high percentage rate of connection and me catching the ball. Um, but like I said, we got to keep working every day in practice and just keep getting better um, at everything we do. How have you seen him affect the team in terms of um, his leadership off the field potentially or the the leadership side even during practice that you know we we talk a lot about his x's and o's side but the the who he is as a person as a teammate as a leader how have you seen that affect you individually and then maybe the team overall yeah i think he's just as valuable off the field um as he is on the field just his his leadership and his uh his competitiveness his willingness to win the work he puts in i mean this dude works harder than anybody he Every single day, he is working his butt off to be the best player he can be. Um, just so for, I mean, just that for us all to see him work. If you're working that hard and you're already a six-time champion and the best ever do it, um, I mean, you better get up and, and try and work just as hard as him if you want to be great as well. Um, 
So I think just that's been great, and he's just so focused on the details, the little things, and just wants to be wants to wants to give us the best chance, the best probability to win football games. And uh, he's willing he's willing to do whatever um, to make that happen. So um, it's just been great to to follow his lead. And now for you, year one versus year two, what are the biggest things that stand out that that are different about how you feel physically, how you feel mentally, and just when you look back to rookie Scotty Miller as compared to year two Scotty Miller, the the biggest changes and differences? Yeah, I think I've grown a lot. Um, Big, big difference from last year to this year. Uh, Biggest thing I'd say is confidence, just being out there knowing I belong on on the stage. Um, knowing I can uh, I can go out there and make plays no matter who's out there on defense. Um, and then just just really like the play understanding the offense has been has been huge. Understanding the play calls last year I get in the huddle, you know, here trips right, sixty two, wide peel, you know, whatever maybe like some some long thing and I'm like, uh but I'm like trying to think of where I need to go line up, what conversions I may have in my routes. Where in college, literally the play call was 95. That was it. And I know exactly what I got to do. You know, so like it was just that was a big difference for me. Um, so last year was just, I just, it was just tough to be myself and play fast. This year, I just, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly the different reads I need to make while I'm playing out there. So I can just go out there, play fast um, and be myself. Outside of just the understanding the, the playbook better and, and knowing instinctually what that means to do, what were the biggest things you felt like you needed to improve on personally from last year to this year? Um, I would say my releases would be one thing, like as far as being a receiver, just, um, when, when a bigger defensive back would come up on me and press me at the line of scrimmage, sometimes I struggled with that last year. So I really tried to work on that a lot this off season. And I still, you know, always a work in progress, got a lot more work to go to get better at it, but that was probably the biggest thing. Um, is fought, and then also just with my body, just trying to get a little bigger, uh, add a couple of pounds, try to do that every single year just to help myself out, um, just to get a little stronger because these guys I'm going against are, are a little bit bigger than me, so i got to give myself the best chance to, to win. How challenging was it to put on the, the weight, and what was the strategy? And I also want to know, did you enlist the help of any O-linemen because they seem like they would have some good tips here? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm always wondering how guys do it because I struggle with it. Um, It's something that's always been one of the biggest challenges for me is just trying to put on weight. Um, So the the biggest the the thing I did was just um, having a protein shake, a big protein shake every single night before I went to bed, um, probably with like 1,500 calories or something like that. Just getting that in every night, Um, and then after I work out too during the day. So that that was the thing I did. I think it helped. I was able to put on around 10 pounds since last year, so. Um, so it's decent. And then I just now, I, I still do it now. Actually, I still have it before bed during the season just to try and keep the weight on. So I don't, I don't lose weight during the season. Man, 1500 calories right before bed. That's, that's, that's intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll put you to sleep. I'll tell you that. that. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. I love it. Well, we still have more coming up here on Buccaneers total access brought to you by frontier communications and Hooters with wide receiver Scotty Miller. So don't go anywhere. This is Buccaneers radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We are talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller. Um, so I wanted to get into, we talked a little bit about you and, and your development and, and Tom Brady and, and that relationship, but I want to hear a little bit more about some of the other pass catchers and the rest of the offense and what you've been able to see from everybody, um, you know, again, we've talked about the, the injuries that have been so unfortunate, particularly to the wide receiver group, where I feel like we haven't gotten to fully see 
you guys unleashed as a whole group in a game yet completely healthy and what that could look like. But having watched training camp and, and practices in the game so far, let, let's start with Mike and Chris and um, just what you've seen from them and their continued development and improvement, even though, you know, we are very well aware across the league that they are some of the top guys for your perspective on it. What have you seen and learned from them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, first off, like you said, it's been, it's been tough getting us all on the field together. We haven't been on the field. I think the Saints game, maybe a little at the beginning of the Broncos game was like the only time we've all been healthy, like the whole offense. Um, so hopefully we can get back to that this week and moving forward because we know if we're all healthy, uh, we're very, very hard to stop. And then as far as Mike and Chris go, I mean, they're, they're just – I'm so fortunate to be able to have those two guys in my room um, as leaders of the room. They do a great job, and I think they're they're two of the best receivers in the world. Uh, so just to get to learn from them every day has been great. I think they've both gotten even a little bit better this year, uh, just being in the second year in this offense um, and stuff like that. They both go out and put a ton of confidence, knowing that, that they're two of the best players, and they show up every single Sunday and make plays. So it really makes it easier for everyone else around them because they just they take so much pressure off you, and the defense is so attentive on, on those two and stopping them. Um, so it's just been great, you know, to be able to learn from them and see them do what they do every single day. What are the individual things about each of them that you find yourself really watching and wanting to emulate or wanting to grow from? Um, with Mike, I think just the, the way he runs his routes, his releases, um, just everything from a receiver standpoint, he does, he's just so, I mean, some of the stuff I can't do because I'm not, you know, his size is a little bigger than me, but, uh, but just to watch him do what he does, catch the ball the way he does, um, beat DBs in one-on-one situations, just so much to learn from technique wise and stuff like that. Um, and then Chris, I'd say just his mentality and his, you know, will to win and his effort he puts in every single play, whether it be blocking um, or running routes and just how physical he is. He, he does, you know, he doesn't go down with one tackler almost. Yeah, he never does. And and they both just make plays. When the ball comes their way, they're going to – you just have so much confidence that they're going to come down with it. So just, you know, those, those are a couple things that I try and, you know, learn from them and hopefully I can, you know, put uh, – put into my game and you know we we did know Mike and Chris and what they brought but I felt like it was really interesting during camp to hear how much um you know coaches were bragging on you and Jay Watt and the improvement and the two of you guys so um tell us about Justin Watson and what he's been able to accomplish in the way you've seen him grow as well yeah Jay Watt's been great um I think he's gotten a lot he got a lot better this offseason just not that he wasn't good last year, he was great last year, but just the work he put in, um, you know, just on his route running and stuff like that and his speed. Um, he's been – he had a great camp. He had a, he's had a great start to this year. Obviously, he's been – had some um, unfortunate injuries, but um, but I think he's done a great job so far. He's, you know, one of the smartest guys in the building. Went to Penn. It's just great having him around, you know. Also, like, if you have any questions about the offense, he's, he knows everything about the offense and stuff like that. Um and I think he'll continue to do, to do a great job for us. And then Tyler Johnson got his first catches uh, this last week, four catches for 61 yards, including one that was a 35-yarder. Uh, just tell us about him. And we, we, we haven't got a chance to see as much of him before this game because he was hurt so much of camp, and then already there was so little of an offseason and no preseason. I feel like he's kind of mm-hmm. this unknown guy that, that Bucks fans may not know as much about. So you know, tell us from what you've gotten to watch – why he was someone the Bucks wanted to draft and why he was able to already get in there and, and be able to step up in a big way when there were injuries. Yeah. I mean, even for me, I didn't get to see him play too much either because he was hurt. And like you said, limited off season, stuff like that. 
So none of us really knew too much about him other than his highlight tape from college, which is really good, making plays. Um, but then whenever he was healthy for a little bit, he was always making plays. He's a baller. Uh, he's got a great mentality. When the, when the ball comes his way, he's going to make the play. He's just a, he's a great route runner, got great quickness at the line, line of scrimmage. Um, just a very difficult guy to guard. Um, so those are kind of the things I've seen from him. And then it was great to see him make that, that one play, the, the 35-yarder that you said. You think he had like – he made like four guys miss. I'm learning as everyone else does, you know, what he's good at. Um, but I know he's a, he's a playmaker and he's really good to have in our room. He can do a lot of good job. He can do a lot of, a lot of things very well for us. So I'm sure it was great. I'm, this game going to give him a lot of confidence moving forward. And I'm sure he's going to continue to make plays for us. And Cyril Grayson, you know, this guy that probably, you know, not a lot of people knew about before fairly recently, but he was this converted track star into football player explain how challenging that is to pick up playing wide receiver after not having a background in it it's very difficult I mean it takes it takes years to master you know what you do um to play at this high high of a level I mean you have to have done it for a long time so for him to come in and I think I don't know how long he's been in the league I think this is probably like his third year or something like that um but to not play in college is I mean I don't know how you do it it's crazy, but he's just an exceptional athlete, exceptional talent. Um, his speed um, is, is really good as elite, um, so that just gives him a chance. He's got good hands. Um, so he's, every day during practice, he shows up, makes plays, you know, whether it be in the beginning of the year where he was, you know, running on some scout team, always giving the defense great looks. Um, so we all know whenever his time comes that he's going to show up. We're talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller. And so, of course, I have to ask, since he is a track star and you're known as the speedster on the team, you versus Cyril in a race, who wins? Oh, I'm, I'm not losing that. There's, there's no way. I mean, he can fly, but I'm not losing. Is, is it tempting for you to, like, now I know that doing a race like that might not be the smartest idea in a season when we're already having injury issues. <laughs> is that challenging for you to not, try to get out there to prove this? Because, of course, I'm sure both of you say that you'd win. And yeah. the only way you'd really know is a head-to-head race. Is that challenging for you to not want to do that? Yeah, I'm sure BA would love to see us line up after practice and run a 100-yard dash. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's challenging. I'd love to go out there and compete and race and see who is the fastest guy on the team. Um, but, like you said, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's worth it, you know, blow a hamstring to, for, for pride's sake. Um, so I just know in my head, I know in my head who the fastest in the team is, and that's that's all I need. That's all you need. I like that, and I'm sure Cyril would say the same thing about himself. Yeah, yeah he, I know he would. He has, yeah, he said that to me before. So, oh, that's so funny. So, when when did you know how fast you were? How far back in your life do you remember realizing that this was a talent you had? Um, really, ever since I remember, um, you know, grade school, I was always one of the faster, like the fastest guy in, in my school and stuff like that. Um, so I've really always had it. I've always been fast. I was just blessed with it, um, as a kid. So, um, just something unfortunate speed's like a hard thing to, it's hard to get faster. You can't, you can only get so much faster. So, um, I was just fortunate to be blessed with this ability. Um, and hopefully I can make it, take advantage of it, um, as long as I can. And, you know, we talked now about the, the wide receiver group. I also wanted to hear a little bit about the tight ends and the way that, they've been complimenting you guys and vice versa. Just how have you seen the way that um, you have such talented tight ends, such talented wide receivers, the way those two position groups help each other and the way you've seen them affect the defense and what they've been trying to do? Yeah, it helps a lot because um, the more balls that they catch underneath, 
you know, the defense has to start creeping up, and then that gives us the opportunity to, you know, send the ball deep to the receivers, um, and then vice versa. If we catch a couple deep balls, and they're going to back up, and they're going to catch the ball underneath. So uh, it's a great combination. we got great receivers, and we also have great tight ends. So, um, and we had, I mean, obviously now Juice is out, but when we had him, you know, Grant, Cam, can you hear me still? Yeah, you're good. Okay. When we had him, Grant, Cam, it was just a great, great combination for us. Um, and even T-Hud and Ant, everybody we got in that room, they're just, we are such a talented group. Um, so it's just been great to, to work, uh, to work alongside those guys. Yeah. And what have been the, um, individual skills you've seen from the guys that are still available you know, between Gronk and Cam and Tanner in particular? Um, what have you seen each of them bring and, and the, the talents that they have and, and how it kind of affects and changes this offense? Yeah. Um, Gronk can, Gronk can do it all. I mean, he's one of the greatest, he might be the greatest tight end in history of, of the game, you know, so, um, he's still got a lot left in the tank, just his size, his ability to catch the ball over defenders, um, his route running, it's just everything he and he's a great blocker too. Um, so he, he's he can do it all. Cam Cam is a proven player too. He's gone out and played very well for the Bucks in the past. Um, so I think everyone knows what he can do. Great hands, some of the best hands on the team. Um, just a great high IQ, knows knows how to get open, um, knows you know, knows the zones to to sit in and get the ball. Um, so he does a great job and then Tanner is a guy that not many people know about, but Tanner is an unbelievable talent and just he's so gifted in the way he can run routes and his quickness um i mean he's shown it he shows it every single day against against the defense in practice he's just always making always making plays great hands making circus catches all over the place um shaking dudes just a very tough dude to guard so i know once he gets more confidence and and more balls and and more time on sundays he's just going to show up and uh, people are going to start knowing who he is and looking at the O-line, I know that this last game, um, you know, there was not necessarily their best of the season so far, but before going in, they'd, they'd been doing a great job. And then Tristan in particular, coming in as a rookie, um, how have you seen him adjust to the NFL on such limited off-season time and then have to go against some of the, the premier pass rushers? Just what have, what have you seen? You being a rookie so recently, mm-hmm. how much have you appreciated what he's been asked to do and, and how he's handled it? Yeah, so much. He's been he's been great. He's been tremendous. He he's just so locked in, so focused on the job at hand. Um, he shows up every single day, ready to work, and he's also so talented. So that helps. He's huge, um, and he really has done a great job. He shut down some really good pass rushers in the beginning of the year. Um, Khalil Mack might have got him once or twice, but like that's a very you know that's a tough task guarding him. He's probably the best pass rusher, outside pass rusher in the league, um, and he got he got his first share of you know blocking him as well. Um, so I think he's done a great job, and I think he's done a he's got a good group of guys to learn from in the other offensive line. We got some good veterans in the position, um, so he's just he's just learned from them and, and done a great job so far. All right, well, we still have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back to our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Um, so I wanted to hear for you, Bruce Arians is his second year as your head coach. Um, 
how have you felt like he has helped your career and this team? And, and just now that it's, it's the second year, um, what all have you learned about him as, as a coach and as a person? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a great coach, a great leader. Um, the biggest thing with him is he's just in, he's as honest as it gets, which I don't know if, I don't know if all head coaches are in the league, but he'll tell you exactly how it is. Be straight up with you. You know, if you're doing bad, you're going to hear about it. Um, if you're doing good, he'll let you know too, but probably not as much so if, than if you were doing bad. Um, so, I mean, he's hard on you, but he wants the best out of everybody. Um, so, and, and he's an offensive mind. He's a great offensive mind. So he's just been, he's been great to learn, you know, different things from. Um, so I'm just fortunate to have him as, my, you know, my first head coach in the NFL. And then what have you seen from Byron Lefwich in his second year as the offensive coordinator here and then how he has been relating to Brady and, and how that relationship seems to have helped the offense? Yeah, Byron's great. Um, Byron's another great up-and-coming offensive mind in the league, um, you know, just learning from B.A., and I think he's just such a master of the system that we have. Um, so, I mean, he runs all of our offensive meetings and just does a great job. He's, he knows every single position, and he's coaching up he's coaching up everybody. And I think him and Tom have a great relationship so far. Um, they've built it quickly because they haven't had a lot of time, but I think they both have trust in each other, um, and they do a great job, you know, whether it be Tom giving him ideas because Tom has so much knowledge, or Byron, you know, giving, giving Tom stuff that he wants to do. So I think they've, they do a great job working together um, and just giving us the best opportunity to, to score points. And I mean, 2020 has to have been a really, as much as it's been challenging for you guys and, you know, having missed a lot of off season reps and things like that, I'm sure it's also been incredibly challenging for the coaches and how they've been trying to get you guys ready. How have you seen the coaching staff handle everything thrown at them in in 2020? And and what were some of the things that you really appreciated as a player about what they did in those times where it was not a normal year? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the biggest thing is probably in the – like before we were able to come in the building before camp and stuff like that, we would do – we were doing like Zoom, Zoom calls or FaceTime calls. They'd be installing the whole offense again with everybody. It's just like the time they put in where, when they were at home. Our, you know, Coach Coach L is – Antoine Randall L is like at home. He's got like five kids running around. And we and in the meantime, he's like on the phone with us trying to teach us, you know, what we got to do. Um, it's just the sacrifices they made with all that. Um just they've, they've been so helpful and have put us in the best position they possibly could have given the, uh, given the circumstances. And what do you feel like you wish you had known if you could go back and, and talk to rookie Scotty Miller after, right after he gets drafted, what do you feel like you would have told yourself back then now that you've been in the league for a little over a year? Um, I think it's tough because you really just learn that I, for me, like the best way to learn is just doing it. So like, I think I needed to go through some tough times, some trials just to get better. Um, but I would say just, just be confident. You're here. The coaches, you're here for a reason. They want you here. Um, if you, if, if they didn't want you here, you wouldn't be here. So, um, just believe in yourself, go out and, and make plays, um, do what you do. Um, and just, just be yourself. And we're talking to wide receiver, Scotty Miller here. Um, have you thought about if, this year in 2020 and COVID and all of that had happened to you as a rookie last year? Yeah, I, I have. That would have been very difficult because uh, like there, we had so you go through so many practices and rookie mini camp and OTAs and all that sort of stuff. So like you learn by air trial and error, like so much stuff um, throughout those, you know, throughout those first couple months. So I can, and you like just learn the offense, stuff like that. So not having that time, makes it very difficult for the rookies to come in and play, but 
the guys we have have done a great job. All of them really have done a great job coming in, um, just focused and, and ready to go. So, um, so they they just uh, they've done a great job, probably better than than I would have done. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Tristan and Tyler Johnson. Uh, how about Antoine Winfield Jr. and Keyshawn Vaughn? Those other couple top draft picks that that we have um how have you seen them handle it and then i mean especially Keyshawn missed even more time having to be on that covid list at the beginning yeah. of the season so um each of them now having had some some cool moments that Keyshawn got his first touchdown antoine winfield jr of course has just lit up the stat columns you know to start the year what have you seen from each of them yeah i mean winfield is unbelievable unbelievable player uh, he showed up from the first day he got here just making plays um, everyone knew he was going to be special, and he's shown that every single Sunday. Um, so I think we all expect him to just show up and make plays, and then help us help us win every week. Um, and then Sneak Keyshawn Vaughn, he uh, he's been good too. He's been he's been great. He's he's a workhorse. He works as hard as his craft every single day. And I think it was awesome to see him catch that that ball that he caught for his first touchdown because like that was a catch he struggled with in the beginning of training camp, but he worked on it like so hard with Tom with everybody. Um, and just see him grab that ball with his hands and then run the run the dude over to get the touchdown was such a such a cool moment and awesome awesome moment for him. So they they've both done a great job as long as everyone else um, in their rookie class. You know, we've talked about how COVID affected the football stuff, but for you in particular, I know it also had a bit of an effect on your life, uh, as it has for most people. But you in particular, you had a wedding planned, yeah. and things did not go according to plan. So tell us, how, how did this all go for you when you had a wedding planned, COVID hit, you had to make some changes? How, how did this all go? Yeah, it was tough. Um, we were supposed to get married in April, um, and then that obviously couldn't happen. So then we backed it up to June, thinking that was a chance, and then that got canceled again. So we had our wedding canceled twice on us. So uh, it was tough on us, tough for my wife, especially, you know, planning the whole thing and, and being so excited for it, stuff like that. So we were both both upset, um, but we did end up – we ended up getting – I was like, I'm not I'm not waiting a year to get married. We're, we're doing this. So um, we ended up we ended up doing it. And uh, we just – it was nice, actually. We just had both of our families down here and just did a little celebration um, with about 15 people. So ended up really – it ended up working out, and we're planning to have a big wedding again next year. But who knows if we'll even be able to do that? Don't tell, don't tell Jenna that. But, um, but yeah. So um, we just have to adjust and adapt, just like everybody else. So there's, you know, we I like to we like to say control what you can control. So um, it is what it is. Yeah. And now you guys can just think that you're going to get to basically get married twice. So yep, yep. Every guy's dream, right? <laughs> with, with no with no divorce in the middle. So. Exactly. That's perfect. That's the Hopefully. perfect scenario. <laughs> um, and I also, I, I love, since we brought up your wife, that um, I know we had talked recently about why you wear number 10. And I feel like I enjoy I enjoyed your answer to this. So I wanted to let people hear. What, what is your reasoning you tend to give people for why you wear number well, 10? Yeah, so she... She always she's she knew this question was coming, so she always prepares me and gets me ready for it and tells me what to say. And I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I think it's I think it's that she she's a, she was a gymnast in college, and she always she's always used to get tens, so that's why I want to be number ten. And also, I think because she's she's pretty good looking, so she's also a ten in that way. So I think those are the two things she gave me. Maybe a little different. I don't know, but that's what she wanted me to say. I also, I don't know that she would have wanted you to say that she told you to say it, but otherwise that's, you killed yeah. it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Otherwise, we, we, we can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you killed the delivery. That's, that's right. perfect. I love that. Um, and you know, how, how has 
maybe COVID affected the, the team bonding or some of these things that in terms of um, the chemistry within the team, I mean, good grief, like half of the lockers aren't even in the same locker room and everyone has to be spread out and you can't go out to team dinners like you used to. I mean, there's just so many things. Do you feel like you guys have still been able to create the, the team atmosphere and, and how much does that affect what happens on the, on the field? Yeah, I think it's been so much different um, than it would be in a typical year. But like we talked about a little earlier, just we're always together uh, in some form or fashion. So I think we've been able to create those relationships um, and, and build those relationships and build that team chemistry. I really think that does have an impact on the field because when you're when you're really playing for somebody else um, and knowing that they, the guy next to you battled, you know, with you all all camp and and you know how hard of a worker he is. You just want to, and one of our special teams coaches says we provide we provide food for the guy next to us, their kids and their family and stuff like that. So that's really what it is. You you want to make them look good, they want to make you look good, and you play for each other, um, and you do that because you build those relationships um, off the field. And now you guys have uh, this upcoming game against the Packers at home on Sunday, and then you have a pretty brutal stretch of a bunch of primetime games, some really tough travel. Uh, does that put sort of added importance? on this game maybe before you head into that stretch? I know every game matters the same amount in terms of your win-loss record, but do you feel like that that kind of puts a little bit of added pressure on this next game? Maybe a little bit. Um, and also, well, I mean, we're coming off a loss. So, like, I mean, it's a big one for us, primetime game against the Packers, a really good team. Um, so it's a good measuring stick to see where we're at. Um, so we're excited to go out there and, and compete. Um, and play at a high level. We'll be we'll be rested up a little bit with those with those couple extra days. Um, so really, we're just we're just excited for the opportunity, and hopefully, we can go get a win. And then we'll be feeling a little better about all that travel if we if we can get a win. Yeah, you haven't really gotten to experience um, as much of the type of of travel potentially that's about to to come. That this is the one of the factors of of getting a bunch of primetime games is that you're about to be basically flying overnight that that game in Vegas, you know, you guys are probably not going to be landing until six something, seven something in the morning. I think, yeah. um, how, how does that affect you guys then of, especially things that, you know, Sunday night, Monday night, that it, it's almost creates a bit of a, a short week. Um, is, is that as challenging as it seems like it, it would be for you guys or, or how do you expect to be able to handle that? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty challenging, but I mean, the, the coaches and everyone in the building does such a good job getting us ready for it and doing everything we possibly can to put ourselves in the best position. And for myself personally, I'm pretty prepared for it. Being, uh, coming from Mac and playing a Mac and you play like Tuesday night and, or you play, you play a Thursday night and play the next Tuesday, you got five days off. Um, you know, so I've done it before and I think we all have in some form. Um, so, you know, we'll just show up whenever we're supposed to and, and go play hard and try and get the win. I love it. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Scotty, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, good luck in this next week's game. Yeah. Thank you, Casey. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Awesome. And thanks to all of you guys for listening. As always, this has been Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. We'll be back next week.